to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morant. Hi, Alex. I'm upgraded and purple shaded. And that's if Mary's house was a housewife. That's what it would say. Alex, I thought you were going to say if Grimace was a housewife. Or me, because I am wearing a purple hoodie right now. You're crazy. I am excited to see Mary's home makeover in like six years when it finally gets done. From green to purple. If it's anything like her dining room chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Like multicolored. It's going to be a circus. Oh boy. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. That camel toe was the last straw. I'm retiring those leggings. Oh my gosh, Julia. I hope that's a Lula Rich reference. Oh, who has watched Lula Rich? A show of hands. Me, I'm raising my hand. I'm not. strictly auditory medium. <laughs> All right, two out of three. Oh, so were you delighted? I was grinning ear to ear the entire time. That's what Jin Shaw did wrong. I know she was scamming old people, but she should have thrown in a faulty product. I feel like we saw her scamming this episode. That and closet? She- we have that on film, her and Stuart scamming someone. I was yeah. going to mention that, yeah. Wait, what? They're signing a contract. Oh my gosh. Okay, we got to hold off because I'm going to start talking about Salt Lake City because I have thoughts. Bye-bye. Tagline this week is for a uh, marathon runner or Kelly from the early days of Roni who famously ran down the streets of New York. If you give me an inch, I'll take it a mile and run with it. Nice, Elizabeth. Thanks. That's good. All right. You guys want to start with Beverly Hills? Sure. Sure. Now, Julia, I know you're going to disagree with me, but it was hard to watch Beverly Hills after being blessed with Potomac and Salt Lake City back to back. I actually started with Beverly Hills this week, and there were some delightful moments. So I'd like to start us off with Kathy Corner and just say Kathy is the worst Bravo housewife ever. Oh, my God. But she's a friend of. (laughs) If we're going to use the rules that have been laid out by every other housewife before. Oh, totally. She doesn't show up to activities on time or she falls asleep during them. She doesn't remember any of her staff's names. And then her sister Kyle calls her Mrs. Hilton, which is very a la the Countess. So you know Kathy demands that certain level of respect from her staff and her own sister. And if any other housewife tried to pull off the shit, they would not get away with it. But Kathy, you just, you have to love her. One of the big things is she orchestrated the entire dialogue at the uh, at the table that night when they all get to the hotel. She's the one that like leads the conversation, gets everyone talking about all their problems and isn't called out for that either. This and is this, not the first time. This is every uh-uh. group dinner. She's the one who stirs the pot and she doesn't get anybody angry at her. She's the Teflon of Brava. She like Teflon. throws the grenade in and then runs away because I think they forget it's Kathy bringing it up. The only thing that she does, and Julia, this makes her a bad housewife as well. She hates Dorit. And when Dorit starts harping on Dorit's stupid drama, Kathy's just like, no, I'm done hearing about that. Move on. 
Mm-hmm. Which I appreciated. She also refused to listen to Dorit and just packed all of her makeup and let Dorit <laughs> go on and on and on. You could tell Kathy would have put her on mute had the cameras not been there. Can I do a real quick Kathy corner? Yes, of course. Two quick ones. Um, one is a visual, and I'm sorry because I know this is a podcast, but we got a scene of Kathy when they make it to the beach charging as fast as she can towards their picnic setup. Just no smile on her face. And watching Kathy Hilton in a full sprint for no reason delighted me as seagulls are flying. It was like watching a dog like chase birds on the beach. And then my other favorite one, as Julia referenced, Kathy doesn't know the name of any of the people who work for her. And when she forgot to pack her purse, she made Kyle, who was acting as her assistant, call her house. And she said, well, who do I talk to? And Kathy's answer was... The lady. And she who was, works at my house. Who works at my house. The lady, Kyle. The oh. lady who works at my house. I was so annoyed that Kyle wasn't like snapping too. On the picnic, I would like to say that Kathy insisted on calling picnics pop-up picnics, which is about as overly descriptive as me calling my luggage packable luggage. Like, <laughs> of course, a picnic is a pop-up. It's almost like Kathy didn't know what a picnic was. And someone just recently <laughs> explained like a to her. <laughs> I love the idea of a pop-up picnic. There might be such thing as a always there picnic. And for Kathy Hilton, Julia, that might be true. My Kathy Corner is her other full sprint, this time away from seals having sex, <laughs> looking very disturbed. After her, she described the seals as like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, those mammals. <laughs> I would pay money to see what Kathy Hilton's pillbox looks like. Oh, it better be good. Just like a bag full of Skittles. Just a no, pile of colors of the rainbow. All the, no. all the days are mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one giant Ziploc bag. Okay, fun and games with Kathy are over. It is time to talk about these stupid ladies being mean to our sweet baby angel, Garcelle. All of these girls are saying that Setna and Garcelle need to be honest. I feel like those are the only two honest housewives. Am I wrong? No, I, I do think they're honest, but can we talk about Sutton's foot injury real quick? I have two theories. Do you have a conspiracy theory? I do. The hitman stepped on her foot. <laughs> the hitman ran over her foot while driving Tom off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Akin to that is I think Erica may have made good on her threat. <laughs> and that is why Sutton's foot is currently injured, black and blue. My second theory is this is a two-year-old foot problem, and she's been on Beverly Hills for two years with fashion that is up for debate. And so my other theory is that her couture shoes and her wardrobe refuse to be a part of the outfits that she's pairing them with. And they have made it mm. so she cannot wear them. I like that Julia took the her outfits and clothes are sentient beans over. She's probably wearing more high heels than before. <laughs> <laughs> that is boring. <laughs> you know what? I think the Erica theory might be right. <laughs> you know, and you know why? Here's the here's my evidence. Is okay. Erica shows up at like the meeting place for like ten seconds, and then goes, "Well, oh, I have the dog in the car. I'm going to get going." Why is she getting out of there so quickly? Why oh, even show yes. up at all if that's what you're going to do? You're she was right. too busy at Sutton's. Planting knives and needles in her shoes. Planting 
plash or fishitis. How do you say it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Julia, I know that you think that Garcelle made some headway with these ladies and they were all applauding her for being vulnerable. Two things. Number one, kind of creepy that you forced this woman to cry and now you're like, excellent. Now we can accept you. That felt a little off to me. And then my other point about that is that Garcelle already tried to have this conversation weeks ago. And it ended up with Kathy Hilton saying, I don't see color. Michael Jackson told me that's okay. And Dorit saying she has plenty of people of different ethnicities working for her. So mm. I don't know if they're forgetting that. She didn't cry last time though. This group is so hypocritical though because they don't like Garcelle nitpicking. And we got two hypocrite moments bringing up past wrongdoings back to back. When Kyle was super late, Drew made a comment, were you in glam, Kyle? Which was a passive aggressive mm-hmm. attack of something that Kyle had said to her last season. And then Kyle says, Tarina, why don't you have some bread and calm down? Which was a weird eating disorder jab that Kim made to her seasons ago. So this group is petty as fuck. And to call anyone else out for being petty is just insane to me. Also, I feel like Garcella is the least petty person there. She and Sutton are the only people who are making points. Everybody else, I feel like I'm in this crazy merry-go-round of like circular reasoning and just saying, be honest, just be honest. You know what upset me the most was Garcelle's talking head reflecting on that night being like, I'm happy I finally like got through to them and I'm happy that like, and I think we're in a good place now. That upset me a lot because I, I was expecting Garcelle's reaction to be like, really? Like, I don't know what changed so much. So I don't know if that was just something that she was doing for the talking head yeah, or whatever, if she like Alex. really can see through them in that moment. In that moment though, Rinna did concede. So maybe she did feel heard. For now. <sighs> but the way, it's just the way Rinna says things. None of it registers as genuine. She literally says verbatim, you just got vulnerable and it was beautiful. That's like not a real thing to say to someone. Rinna said something insane this episode and that was that Erica's motherly instincts were kicking in on Tom. What sentence was that? But... episode made erica the least believable i think looking at her being so upset that he's being taken into a home to help with his dementia something that she has said he has and the doctors didn't believe her yeah erica got told she had to divorce tom to try to save her skin oh 100 percent. and it Mm-hmm. There's still obviously a hitman, but Erica knew everything going on. She hired the hitman, Julia. Mm-hmm. And the hitman just keeps messing up. <laughs> the worst hitman it's a- ever. <laughs> it's his first time, Alex. One more thing on the Erica is just full of shit train. I think it's insane for her to be like, well, if you have a traumatic brain injury, you can't be put under. These are doctors and surgeons. Like, Erica, I don't. You know what I mean? Just the idea of her saying that, just it's all bullshit. I mean, her- he's suffering from some mental whatever. If he is incompetent, and doctors are like turning her away and being like, no, he isn't. But then, like, he actually like is. That doesn't make sense either. No, if anything, it would be the other way around. And her turning away the brain surgery actually completely supports the she hired the hitman theory because. All right, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Potomac. <laughs> sure. So, not only did we get an episode of Potomac, we also got Candace's music video. 
And boy, oh boy, was I excited. Um, I was really confused though, because I thought this was a love song. She's been like, when you're driving back to your boo thing, when you're driving back to your man. So I was ready for a love song of like, oh, I missed you all day, I'm coming home to you. But that is not what we got. In the music video, Candace is in a diner with her boyfriend who keeps looking at other girls. She gets mad, stomps off and leaves. And then in the end, she goes back to the guy. This is a love song to Chris? Yeah, well, she it's confusing because she describes it as like, oh, when you just drive back to your boo thing. And also that's like a Fast and Furious inspired thing with drag racing. But the setup of the music video is just that like they go to a diner called The Drive Back where her boyfriend gives the um, the server like a little, a saucy little look and it pisses her off. So the rest of the video does not like make any sense <laughs> with that opening. I was very confused. And then she goes to a parking lot. And she hugs the housewives cast and her mom. Yeah, but Dorothy does not get a hug though in the music video. The editors just put uh-huh. in LaDom, Wendy, and Robin. Poor Dorothy. I mean, she obviously is fronting right. the bill for this. Or at least she's telling everyone she is. And also, like, if you're a Potomac fan who knows who, like, those ladies are, then they're going to know who Dorothy is. It's not like they're cutting her out. Like, they're afraid people won't know who she is, you know? It's weird. It was so weird. She had her real-life mom and her real-life friends, in quote, in this, but then didn't have her real-life husband. Yes, Julie, the internet agrees with you. Oh, They're good. also confused. And also, I have never seen a braid work harder in my <laughs> life. The braid was the biggest prop. Yeah. Oh, by far. Like, they didn't even need Mm -hmm. to use anyone's cars because they had the braid there in hand at all times. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. She's going to yank her head off. You can definitely tell that they were like, come on, Candace, make it look cool. Make it look natural. Touch your hair. And she's like, you got it. Helicopter whips her braid around. You think they directed her to do that? I think she was just doing that. (laughs) I think she was working with what she got and... She wasn't that great of a dancer, but she has her hair. Though I do have to say about the three of us is that we are Candace fans to the extreme. Because we do not go out of our Uh. way to watch any of these Housewives extracurriculars. Oh, yeah. We watch Candace. We watch the Christmas Lottery. And I sat through that whole music (gasps) video. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're Candace Superfans. We're Candace Superfans. I'm a fandess. (laughs) <laughs> We're fantasies. And I don't know why. I dislike her. She is the best villain, though. She is <laughs> such a good villain. Why. We're so supportive Maybe it's just so her. interesting watching her career endeavors while also disliking her so much on Potomac. There's an interesting divide there. I don't know what it is either. Julia, I'm going to go further into that. When I searched for it, right underneath Ashley's music video from three years ago mm-hmm. popped up. Did you watch it? And I thought, ugh. And I clicked Candace. See? And I love Ashley. But I don't know what the YouTube comments are like on other Housewife music videos, but the comments under Drive Back were so, um, so supportive. And a lot of them went so far as to say, like, this is the best Housewife song. Like, Oh, no a lot of them. Um, a yeah. couple people were saying, if you didn't know this was a Housewife, I bet you'd be like, who are these ladies she's hugging at the end? Why are there so many old ladies? That was ladies? Alex who said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex no, I, I said it. that underneath uh, Tom Sandoval's Touch in Public video. <laughs> speaking of someone who hates candace though i now think that ashley darby is blaming michael for wanting to go into the movie biz 
based on her conversation with her family, I think that's 100% Ashley's idea. I think Ashley wants to star in a movie. She knows the easiest way to get to this end is to have Michael produce the movie. I actually think that Ashley is behind the Michael through quarter life crisis movie management biz. Whoa. This this conspiracy theory is crazier to me than the Hitman one. Julia, which housewife do we know that starred in a Christmas movie that she has a rival with? Exactly. Exactly. Just supporting my theory. I'm not going to support it. It was the theory. way she talked about it to her family made me think she's using Michael as a scapegoat for what she perceives as could be a risky venture. I don't know. I think she just has a tepid way of broaching topics about Michael with her family. So that's yeah. where that energy was coming oh, from. Oh, yeah, that's also awesome. probably, again, also probably, valid. probably more realistic, but Julius. <laughs> but also, you know, I'm a huge Ashley fan, and I don't want to believe this theory. So I'm going to go against it for that, but you might be right. There were two cast members fighting for their lives this episode. Number one, Dorothy. Candace's mom was trying to get a friend of or a mom of if like her life depended on it and know who is picking up that bait and running with it. Miss Mia. Mia. I think in this episode, it was probably like, okay, who's going to be the housewife? Who's going to be the friend of Scala or Mia? Because at this point, they've had almost equal screen time. Mm -hmm. So now it's just about the paycheck. And who got in the drama and who walked away? I also think that Mia mm-hmm. showed her true housewife flair when she asked Dorothy how old she was. And it was like, I'd own my own age when she herself, when introduced to us, couldn't remember her age or her husband's age. Mm-hmm. But you know what Escala should have done to like one up me in a way and like add to the drama is what Wendy did because Wendy told Candace Mia was talking to her mom about this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the move Escala should have done. But so she's a friend of away. Alex and that's why Wendy mm-hmm. and me are housewives. The candle stuff is making me bummed out. Oh, Wendy, the candle is just sad. Why are we pretending like she's not capable of having a business? She's acting like she's never used an Excel spreadsheet before her explaining how to sum a column. It it feels so unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's an act. She's so above this sort of behavior. Cameron did a better job with Sparkle Dog. Oh, Julia, that was was below the belt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, taking a poll of the room. We didn't get it as much as I thought we were going to. Is the Chris and Candace stuff real based on Chris running out with his chef's coat. Also, side note, sidebar, Dorothy confirmed what I was saying. Why is he wearing a chef's coat? He's not even working right now. When they got married, he quit his job, which was a spicy bit of knowledge I didn't know. Oh, they sold at the restaurant that he was part owner. Here, Alex, you were the biggest naysayer. Do you think it was real? I thought this was kind of real. I thought his frustration with the cars not showing up and not being on top of that was real. I don't know about him wearing the apron. You think the apron was a prop? I feel like the apron's like a performative thing of like, not so much performative for the show, but performative for like the people on like that set to be like, oh, like he was busy before he had to come out here. You know, that's why he's mad. But uh, my question is, did they end up getting those cars or were those just the cars of the crew? 
They were the cars of like the girls when they were Mia's still car nice made it cars. in there. I, well, yeah. I mean, they're all rich okay. housewives. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. If the cars, after all that kerfuffle, if the cars showed up, I would have said, oh, this was fake. The producers were like, hang on. But they never showed up. So that's why I think it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they had shown up, would they have been like fast and furious, like drag racing cars? I was hoping so. The fact that it was like a suburban mom BMW was a little disappointing for me. Yeah. yeah the car seat in the back but i mean candace went with the flow good for her yeah new zen candace lover do we though no (laughs) you guys ready for salt lake city (laughs) we are her biggest fans (laughs) okay i'm gonna start off salt lake city with some unverified gossip. so the word on the street is after last season, Meredith hired a PI to get dirt on Jen after all the Brooks comments. That PI found things relating to the scam, and that is who reported it to the FBI. So Meredith has part in Jen being turned over. Is it far-fetched? Yes. Would it be great TV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like it's building to that. That seems to be a crux of a lot of the drama. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Brooks... I had no idea Whitney had a son named Brooks. Is that just like a Mormon I don't know. name? Yeah, I don't know any Brooks in real life. So also going off Brooks, I need your guys' opinion on the Brooks Jen. Like whose side are we on? Meredith or Jen? Because Meredith and Brooks are acting like Jen is like crazy for being upset that Brooks said that her vagina was gross on TV. And Brooks is not a little kid. He's in his 20s. The tweet that Meredith read aloud that that, um, Jen liked, apparently. This is the tweet that she chose to read. They left because of the vagina. Don't they know where they came from? Which to me isn't like a homophobic tweet. But they have made explicit implication that there are other like very homophobic tweets that Jen's liked that we know because of the preview for next week's episode, Jen's defense is, oh, my team likes those tweets. I don't. So I'm still in a gray area right now. I don't think there is anything worse. I mean, the one that we do know is saying like, I don't get the hype around Brooks. He's not funny. And then they call him a twink. I think the issue is that Brooks is not out as gay. And they do live in Utah. And they are in a Mormon community. So that might be an aspect. Also, like name calling, not great. But Meredith and my family... You're coming after my family? I can't even do a Meredith. Well, Jen has a bad record with liking and reposting and coming up with her own tweets. Like, right, look at what point. she said about Heather, her best friend. The He's Shrek to thing. forgive her. Yeah. Any turn. Like, I mean, Jen better have some good friendship juice is all I gotta say. In defense of Jen, Jen knows the millennials love Shrek. And they love Heather. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Okay. You know what felt a little heavy-handed? Last year, we didn't even know that Whitney and Heather were cousins because they didn't even know until, like, the very end. They They were introduced to us as cousins. They were introduced to us as cousins. Oh, I see. But they weren't raised together. They weren't raised together. But they they were, like, introduced to each other through the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they didn't hang out beforehand. And then we got this scene with them where they kept calling each other cuz and cousin. And it felt like we were getting, like, (laughs) exposition shoved into the first 10 minutes of a Lifetime movie. It was so unnatural. I'm going to stand up for them because I feel like an alliance and housewife seasons is, like, 10 years of a normal cousin friendship. So if they've had one year of alliance, they've known each other for 
10 years and dog housewife years. So why are they saying cousin? And at least they're not calling each other like Heather, Whitney, Heather, Whitney (laughs) in like true exposition form. Cuz is slightly better than that. Hello, my cuz. Whitney Rose. All right. I think they're establishing their alliance, allegiance. All right, Whitney Rose. We got another. How much sex is Whitney having? Um, none. The yeah, answer none. to that question is none. Two to three times a week. Shrug. That means none. That's if- not a lot for us. Everybody knows the person who talks about sex the most is the one who's having it the least. I wonder if one of the oils mm-hmm. in her line is going to be a lubricant oil. Julia, that's way too smart. No. Okay. Also, I think Whitney's business might be an MLM. Oh, I hope it is. But it's not on anti-MLM Reddit, and I can't find it anywhere. But, like, when I say I can't find it anywhere, I mean, I Googled it, and I can't find it. Again, why are you not yeah, launching? Yeah, when I was watching it, I kept being like, what is this? And then I looked it up, and there's nothing for me. There's so nothing. Like, ah, that's all the It's like I'm Karen's doing. wigs. Remember when we Googled Karen's wigs? <laughs> or, no, the biggest criminal of this right now is Wendy. Yeah, where's that fucking candle? That one wick candle, nowhere to be seen. We're gonna have a smell off, Julia, when it comes in. Oof. Like, if you're getting all of this press and you filmed six months ago, you best have your product. You best have fucking fresh wolf products. With amazing reviews from Lisa (laughs) and her friends. (laughs) That was one of the best discoveries. (laughs) Oh, also, with all of these moving, Meredith got a new house, there's a new Shaw Chalet. Lisa has not added one piece of furniture to her home. I love that. Good. Her home's perfect. I love her decor. Scattered drive through fast Large food bags. Large Diet Coke. She did update her catchphrase. She is now saying, I love this. Next it'll be, I love there. <laughs> Salt Lake City does not need a federal crime. We got enough stuff going on. It's so good. Also, she and Jen talk every day. This fire is going to burn bright and fast. I think the cousins picked a better alliance. Mary. Oh. All right, let's play a game. How high was Mary's son during that scene? He ate all the contents of his fridge, so he must have been very high. I think he's just kind of delirious from starvation. He's like reached that point. (laughs) It's like she hadn't seen him in six months, and he was like, who are you again? Well, why would you want to leave your room with her lurking outside? Her cousin contractor that she just shit-talked on national TV. Why was he talking like he was in a porn? Over here, we have some <laughs> granite. You want to see You want to see some granite? You want to see some granite? That's so pops? interesting. That's your take. My take from that was like he was talking like he's never done that sort of job before in his mm-hmm. life. Alex, two can be true. His first day on a porn <laughs> it's, set. It's Everybody's true. nervous. Not mutually exclusive. Any final thoughts? I think it's just so funny watching all of this sort of petty drama with Jen and how emotional she's getting over it, just knowing what's about to happen to her. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is how enraged and, like, explosive she is about what's going on now, I cannot wait for the shit to really hit the fan soon. We will end with a piece of truth since we began with a piece of gossip. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but Stu flips on Jen. They get arrested together, and then he flips on her. So all of these scenes of them in the closet, them taking contracts, yes. It's like Sunny and Elizabeth Holmes in Theranos. But you know why he did it? You know why he flipped? That scene in this episode where they're going to the ice castle, and she goes, Stu, you go first. You crawl. And he goes in and falls. Yeah. You crawl in. He's not forgetting You're going down, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, awards. 
I'll start us off. My award this week is the Something Slimy is Going On Here Michael Darby Award. And I'm giving it to both Eddie and Juan Dixon from Potomac. Because these guys are supposed to be good guys. We know Juan has cheated in the past. We think Eddie has. And they're being good guys now. We're supposed to say, oh, this is their redemption arc. Even if something happened, they're such good guys. I don't know. There's something going on there with those two. Mm. I'm watching them. That My suspicion goes to those two. Alex? My O. Henry Award, named after the short story writer O. Henry, who came up with the term cutting the mustard, goes to Crystal from Beverly Hills, who to me is not cutting the mustard this season. She is barely registering at all. She's practically invisible to me. But at least I'm, I'm spotlighting her. She can thank me for this because I'm giving her an award. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Crystal? You had quite the reaction, Alex, to her basement project. I just didn't like that. That was like the one check-in we got with her. That she thought that she was such a frugal person. And then mm. she was talking about her like insane spending. That was my issue with it. Do you know what I didn't like about that basement? I didn't like that they were spending all this money making a dugout so her six-foot-tall husband could practice his golf swing when they have an outside area that is big enough for a six-tall man. And they live in Southern California, so it's not like it rains. Put a light out there. Unless Dorit wants to show bridal dresses. I hope Crystal gets something more next season, but right now she's not giving me much. I would love some Disney red carpet, though. Because I'm just imagining, like, if Mia, if her first season was this season of Beverly Hills, she would be an active part of this whole Erica drama. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But Alex, that's the thing with Beverly Hills. Who is the biggest person in Beverly Hills? Not counting like Sutton or Garcelle. Take Renna and put her in Potomac. Renna would be squashed. Yeah. Giselle would steamroll her. Yeah, I guess it's her. an unfair comparison. Yeah. Yeah, you're comparing apples to creme brulee. I think seeing Crystal out of COVID might help us out of it, but we'll see. We'll see next year. Yeah, I hope so. Julia, your award. My award is what Erica would grab if there was a fire award. And. We now know what Erica would grab if there was a fire, and that is her dog and her glam. Because for some reason, Erica's life is up in flames, yet she still has Preston doing her makeup. Whereas even Sutton is doing her own makeup. And I just don't know how Erica's pulling this off. I would also like to say farewell, Mikey, because we have not seen him. Since the Erica news came out, I thought they were true friends. He did quarantine with her for several months before this went down. And he's nowhere to be seen. Oh. So sad. R.I.P. Mikey. Mm -hmm. He knew too much. The hitman, Julia. Got Mikey first. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mikey is the hitman. Oh, there we go. We have solved it. Okay. Well, we got to get going because Julia has to contact the FBI. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Edit that. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.